Hello, we are back for another episode of the Dare Show podcast, where I talk music, I talk reviews, I talk um, pop culture thingies. Um, This little snippet for today, I want to congratulate Carrie Underwood for another banger, an absolute another banger. I am so excited that this song came out. Last week, um, I was exhausted with Crazy Angel. Um, This song is so spectacular. This song is so different. It's so... Everything, like, a music... It's music candy to my music ears. It's everything... I love live elements in a song, and it definitely gives, like, this live element that... I definitely know the words. I don't know the, the I don't know the words to the um I know the words to the chorus. The words are so good. You know, Carrie Underwood, she's very like a rapper in a sense. And it's so um she's she'll she'll give you like fifteen hundred words in two minutes. Might have and uh matter of fact, this song is like two minutes and thirty seconds or something. It's so short and it's so good. Um it's very rock. The music is very, the musicality of it all is very rock, but her voice, and it's all about how you deliver a song that keeps you, keep the, her voice keeps, keeps the, uh, keeps Crazy Angel in a country field. Um, man, that first chorus, when it's just Carrie Underwood, like belting this chorus out and the electric guitar going at it, just her and the electric guitar, nothing, no other instrument. It's so sick. It's so amazing. And that was the snippet that came out last week. And that was the perfect snippet. Um, it's such a great song. It's such a great song. And you know what? I had to go to Twitter and see what the people were saying because it's so important, uh, I think, to keep in touch with the fans. Let me go to my bookmarks. I love this song. And the thing about this song, it sounds, you know, Carrie, she's been doing um, Friday Night Football, the theme song, for years now. Years now. And it rem- this song reminds me of a, like, a theme song to like a a a, t- a cool TV show or like teenage uh, Sabrina and the Teenage Witch or something like that. Some cool freaky like yeah, someone knows crazy. I, mean, I it, it it sounds like a theme song, and I think that's what the hook of it. That chorus is very um, enticing, and it's very it hooks you in, and it's like. A, it's like a couple of sentences and it goes right after the other and it rhymes, it flows. That's what it is. It flows so well, that chorus. Um, I can't wait to see it. I don't know if this is a single or if this is a promotional single. I can't wait to um, to hear it live. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Um, so the people were saying, one fan, Good Time CC on Twitter were saying, um, Crazy Angels sounds lovely. I don't like the UMG is releasing so many songs, though. We are down to nine unknown songs. Um, another person said, or replied to that, sounds like it should have been the lead single, and I've only heard 30 seconds of it. Should it have been the lead single? 
at this point, Ghost Story, which video is going to come out um, this Friday. So if it's good, I guess I'll talk about it. If I care. The little, like, 20-second, 10-second, 5-second clip of her, like, waving on the um, thingy mabob, the rocking thing. It looked pretty interesting. I think, yeah, she, I, whether she said it was going to be cool and freaky. Is it better than Ghost Story? Definitely. Um, In terms of Ghost Story, Denim and Rhinestones, and Crazy Angel... It goes in that order, but Crazy Angel is t- at the top. Crazy Angel, Denim Rhinestones, and then the Ghost Story. Just because, like, the, it's up-tempo is more exciting. It's very exciting. It, it's energy. It's perfect. It's perfect. Should it have been a first single? Well, with the first single being Ghost Story, I don't know. And, um, I don't know. But this, this other person says, and why was Ghost Story the first one? first one or even the single <laughs> i like the song it's very good but it's eighth uh eighth to 15th on the charts on the charts tops especially with the amount of other music especially with the amount of some new songs being released don't look to be creating the buzz and excitement outside of the fan base yeah yeah it's probably one of her weaker and overall, it's probably one of her weaker singles out of, like, Smoke Break. I think Cry Pretty was the first single. Um, Good Girl, I believe, was the first single. Or Blown Away, one of those were the first singles. Did Blown Away? I think Blown Away has a video. It's probably, yeah, like a weaker single, but it's still a great, great, strong song. It's a strong song, but... Okay, now that they said it, it should have been a single... I don't know. That's a good... Ooh, y'all starting up some mess. Um, somebody said they did the same with Storyteller. We got multiple songs before the album came out, and that was a different label. So it's probably like a management thing. Somebody said, replied to that, saying, I know if they're doing this, I just hope they release a deluxe album with additional slash bonus tracks. You, you guys, you know what? <laughs> I was looking at Carrie's... Um, Grammy nominations and toys. Wait, what is it called? It's not Toy Story. Toy Soldier. No, I wish guys wish words like little. Oh shoot! The second single from the um after something in the water. Little toy guns. That was not. <laughs> That was nominated for a Grammy, you guys. Now, out of all of Carrie Underwood's discography, at that time, I don't know how that happened. (laughs) Who let that slip through? Little Toy Guns, it's a good song. I don't think there was a video for it. It might have been. It might have been. I don't even know that was a... Was that a single? I really don't remember her singing. I just remember her singing on that Target thing. Little Toy Guns. I don't know how that got a Grammy nomination. But, I mean, it's a good song. Like, it popped in my head the other day, I think. But, as far as a Grammy... 
no. No. But go ahead, add it to the Grammy uh, nomination list. <laughs> Terrible. But anyways, back to Crazy Angel and the whole atmosphere. Um, it's definitely a strong single. Should it have been like the top single? I think it, maybe it would have it would have been too much of a um <clears throat> it would have been too much of a cliche or you know, let's switch it up. Let's go with ghost story. Even though I think ghost story like I don't hear anybody talking about ghost story. I don't it's not on my radar like that. And I think that live performance she did um from her Vegas residency on that TV show, I think that was lip sync. I, I can't tell, but I think it was lip sync for sure. I'm not gonna say for sure, but I think it was lip sync. But anyways, um, first single TV. Yeah, it sounds like a, a cry, cry, crazy angel. It's it's a strong song. It's a great song. I can't wait to listen to the rest of the album in a couple of months. And in, in one month, well, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there. In one month, um, I can't wait to listen to the rest of the album. Like I said, this this, this album is going to be really fun. You know what I really like about Storyteller? Her naming the album Storyteller. It really summed up her, like, her brand, in a sense, and her singing brand. Like, she's her, most of her songs are very, like, storytelling, temporary home. This story isn't, that was a story. Um, Two Black Cadillacs was a story. Her, her brand is very, like, storyteller. And I, I really... A lot of these songs are very... They're not... Um, somebody... One thing about Carrie, somebody had said, I, I don't... Why do you always choose... I think a lot of... Recently, a lot of... Um, wait, am I recording? Okay. <laughs> Recently, a lot of interviewers, they're, they're like, why do you always, not that we're complaining, but why do you always sing about, um, like, the mean songs or the bad relationships? Where are the love songs? And I'm like, wait a minute. Carrie has some, wait, let me pull it up. Carrie has some really great love songs, first of all. She's probably not like, Known for that, you know, like Beyonce, she's very known for like girl empowerment or quote unquote male bashing, like they would say back in the day. Um, Carrie has really great love songs. Let me see, let me see. So small, that could be a love song. Um, but then you know, she has fun, it's either like really fun songs or really like nowadays darker <laughs> songs. Um, Quitter, I think that would be a cute love song. We can say someday when I stop loving you. Oh Lord, oh we, that's a hard one. Jesus, blown away if I was Thank God for hometowns. Wine after whiskey, that's a great love song. Um, of course, um, heartbeat. That's a great love song. Like you never see me again. Like you never love me. Like I'll never love you again. I'm sorry. That's a great love song. She's just like really. She kind of mimics Beyonce, for me. Mexico. That's a fun song. And then you know we get to cry pretty where they're not really much love songs. 
their side of the <laughs> but anyways um denim and rhinestones every time i listen to denim and rhinestones you guys i absolutely hear something completely different something new and it's so refreshing and so fun the harmony and the, the like solid harmony in the uh chorus the like throwback lyrics i gotta kind of learn those and then i'll be almost good with that in terms of uh what's the in terms of ghost story yeah ghost story it's really good but yeah i would do crazy angels denim and rhinestones and then ghost story if i had to rank the three but i think this album i'm not gonna skip through the singles i think by the time we get to uh june that's a good question though how many more singles are we gonna get are you gonna put out another one are you gonna lose momentum i don't know hopefully she's like performing at the billboard awards i think are coming up go to the met gala promote keep the keep keep the momentum going thank god for carrie underwood but what do you guys think about crazy angel um let me know in the comment or on instagram at my love money tonight i want to know i want to know i want to know so monica the singer she performed at the country music awards i believe it was um and well she performed pray with jimmy allen and big little little big town jimmy allen poppy right now in the country music uh, realm and she performed pray uh she also announced she's doing a country album which is really cool i'll probably take a listen because i'll listen to the alternative music the girls give if like i'm not a huge monica fan i do like some of her songs but i don't pay attention to her music like that but I think I did talk about her, um, but yeah, I talked about her Meta Universe, whatever it was, concert she did on Facebook or something like that, um, a couple months, I think it was in the winter, but anyways, um, <laughs> this man, I don't know his name, but this Fox News reporter or something, somebody had made some comments about her. And also the host, Anthony Mackie, and said, you know, they, why is he hosting the show? Anthony Mackie, the actor, why is he hosting the show? They have nothing to do with country music. Um, <laughs> why, why is she on the show? She has nothing to do with country music. It's This isn't Wakanda, I believe he said. And I'm, that's pretty racist. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. Like, we all, you need to grow up, sir. Um, why is she, and then, you know, she she responded back eloquently, as Monica does. And she said something like, your views may be aligned with a lot of people, but they are not with the masses. And I have a huge, um, I have a lot of country artists, talented country artists that are like behind me and support me and support this next album 
and you know all the good stuff and she said welcome <laughs> she said welcome to Wakanda <laughs> she said you'll be seeing more of me thank you and um I'll be seeing you and uh welcome to Wakanda good day sir that was that was funny um why the overall question is why do country why do white people get to come in black spaces make black music quote-unquote black make r&b music get into like uh, hip-hop or make r&b music go on the r&b charts but it is such a difficult it's such a difficult and rare occasion when a black artist is makes a transition into country music or pop music or has a hard harder time in pop music or a black artist you know child or a black artist is not accepted once they do make certain you know country music pop music whatever we can talk about patty you know how patty labelle always um felt i need something how Patty always felt that if she was white, <laughs> maybe she would have made it. And, you know, it took her so long to sort of make it mainstream, like new attitude. You know, she was in her like 40s almost, if not in her 40s. LaBelle, they were in their 30s, working hard. Um, certain artists you can think about like the beyonce of it all why i think they were the grammys i believe rejected her submission for don't hurt yourself as best like rock rock song or whatever um the new guy who's been popping in country music jimmy allen there's a little turn, but still the same. You know, he was like, I had to make music that I, I had to make music. I couldn't sound like others because other, me sounding like other people. It's a little turn, but he, his story really is like, I couldn't, I would make music sounding like other country artists, but I couldn't sound like other country artists. I had to find my own sound in country music. And now he's very successful. Um, the whole like Justin Bieber, like you guys, I really it really dawned on me how weird and unfair things definitely were when all you have to do is just work with a rap artist and now your song is on the R and B chart. But it's incredibly difficult for um, certain black women to get a pop hit, a mainstream hit. Tamar, not Tamar, who, a lot of people, the, um, Coco Butter Baby, um, I'm forgetting her name, oh man, I'm forgetting her name, and she's, she's, I think she's doing a lot of festivals right now, they think, you know, she should be <laughs> bigger than what she is, being bigger than what you are, it's, it's so weird. And it really was weird to me. And this was this was the first one. The, the really weird one was when Katy Perry got Dark Horse 
Dark Horse, the sound is not R&B. It's not even contemporary R&B. It's very pop. But because she had Kanye West on it, it now was relevant enough to be on the... Why is it so easy for, you know, Justin Bieber, Katy Perry, Adele? Adele was, like, number two, top five with Easy On Me in the R&B charts. (laughs) You guys... Why is it so easy for them to come and I feel like it has to be Billboard. It has to be the higher-ups. It has to be somebody because it's not just me and you saying this is an R&B song because how the fuck is Easy On Me a fucking R&B song? And being in the R&B charts, why do artists have to beg and steal and borrow just to be accepted by white people. What is... But they can just... Oh, what is that? Oh, my God. Oh! That was a spider. Oh, I'm going to put some clothes on. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um... (laughs) I guess I'm speaking the truth because the spiders are coming out. My God, today... Um, but yes, why, why do they have, why is it so easy for white people to come into the black, why do, because I'm, the way I see it as, that makes it seem like black people still accept white people into our spaces, no matter what, but then when it comes to us being accepted in theirs, it's like a difficult thing, you have to transform or do this or do that, and it doesn't make any sense. Especially when it comes to music in 2022. Like, I did not expect Dark Horse or Adele to be, um, (laughs) to be, um, on the R&B charts. It's unfortunate. And I don't like it. Because it's very confusing. And it's very, it just brings out this, like, underlining racism in music. Still. Is that all I want to say about Monica? Shout out to Monica. We'll support. Um, let me know what you think about Monica. She did clap back, like I said. Very classy. I don't I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> so, to wrap up this... Um, podcast episode thank you so much for listening um i didn't even give a song of the week i don't have a song of the week you listen to wherever you want um i'm not recommending a song of the week this week um let me get out of here because the spider i think is back alive anyways the real housewives i just want to quickly talk about like social media and stuff the real housewives of atlanta premieres this week the sign this coming sunday which is cool. I don't really know much about what's going on. There's a new housewife. I'm not sure about her. The promo pictures are awkward, right? There's one, there's there's a new one that came out, but the one before that, I think they're all in like silver or gray or something. They're awkward. And it's always like, okay, this lady's head is turned that way and it's weird. Or this lady's arm is that way and it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. The white one is a little better, but I don't... It's not that much better. 
the the them they're wearing white. Candy in the in the first one that came out, Candy looked just like the new version of um Riley. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. The nose, it's the nose, the hair placement, and then like her face angle. And her face, um how chubby her face is in it. It's she's very giving very much Riley Burris Tucker or Riley Burris, whatever. Um, so there's this whole thing about, you know, Marlo. First of all, Marlo, she's a peach, she's a main main character now. And that kind of makes me nervous because, you know, nowadays things get interchanged in and out quickly. You know, one day you're in, the next day you're out, especially on these reality shows. Um, Marlo has been a friend for 10 years. I didn't even realize it was that long. 10 years she's been a quote-unquote friend of the show. Probably the first friend of the show, right? Um, My thing is, I hope she stays. (laughs) I don't, I think either Wendy Wendy Williams or people were just like speculating why she like hasn't become a friend why she wasn't like a main character and they're like because she's boring and she doesn't want to talk about where her money comes from and yada 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 yada. I just I don't want her to leave so fast. Like I hope she's on there for a while. That's my first thing. Secondly, this whole thing about Portia and Kenya being gone. I mean, um, Portia and Cynthia, I'm sorry, being gone. And people asking and it's like it's only it's only social media. The girls, if the girl if you see any of the women being interviewed and they asked, What do you feel about Portia and Cynthia being gone? Do you miss them or whatever? It's because of social media. Social media has completely hyped that up, especially Twitter. Twitter has completely hyped that up. It's these little mini Bravo blogs or fan pages, fan accounts that keep asking that. Like, I literally see it, like, at least three times a week, if not every day, you guys, to be honest. And it's on my, like, Discover page. Sometimes it'll pop up on my main timeline. But it's like these little, they keep asking that question, like, what do you think about um, fans? What do you think about Pusha being gone? What do you think about Cynthia being gone? How, how do you think it's going to change? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, to be honest, what the fuck was Pusha really bringing? Besides, after that baby thing, I don't think Pusha was bringing much. Cynthia. <laughs> I feel like Cynthia. It's just like awkward and weird, awkward black girl, and it didn't one hundred percent fit. Like sometimes it was good, but I, th- I like Cynthia when she was married to Peter. That was fun. That was fun and messy. <laughs> and for the everybody, you know, call Peter. You know, stay out of women's business, Peter, and what the Patricia, and she needs he needs a peach. I found that so disgusting and it's just like why can't men get involved and and i feel like it was a nini kind of started that i don't know if like that was an actual thing it's besides nini butting her head in that but like why can't men get involved with things like why does that it makes it more interesting you're on a reality tv show you you're gonna watch it you're gonna have an opinion i, I don't know I, I didn't find anything wrong with Peter 
and I don't think Peter ever really stepped over his bounds, especially that main. I think that's where when she um right before she called him a bitch, um she was like <clears throat> Nene and Greg were wrong because Peter did not step up to Nene talking shit. Nene came up to Peter because she was like, I heard you been wanting me or you been trying to see me or you've been talking about me or something like that. And he's like, yeah, what I, I think you should have handled that Kenyan situation a little bit different. That's what he was saying. Nene was all hype. Nene was mad. I mean, those were, but that was like <laughs> the good times of television where we had no idea what was going on. And it's also like this whole Salt Lake City season three. Oh my goodness. Why do we know every step of the way? They've been shoot filming for like three months, I think, or four months now. I think they're starting like late January or something. And it's like, do you guys have enough content? Is this stuff going to be real? I don't want to really watch it if it's not going to be real. <sighs> Salt Lake City. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. I'm excited for Beverly Hills. It sounds like it's going to be interesting. I think this is the first time, I think this is the first time, Beverly Hills and Atlanta are going to be premiering side by side near each other. Uh, that's going to be exciting. Um, Atlanta. Yeah, so... The whole like Portia versus Portia and Cynthia versus you know, it's stupid. I wish, I wish producers would ask more interesting questions than that, than having you know everybody shading them. And it's not like, and I feel like <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago when like the trailer came out. And Portia and Nini were trending or something like that. And they both said something. I feel like that was so unnecessary. It's not like you guys were fired. You guys both decided, well, one of you decided not to come back. Okay. So I'm just like, it's not like you were fired or you were pushed off the show or anything. Like you, from what you tell us, Portia, you decided to leave the show. Nobody told you to leave the show. Like they didn't ask uh, Nini back. No, the negotiations weren't right with Nini. And she's throwing Bravo. I liked, um, you know, check out um, Nikki Star TV. I adore her. She's so funny. She's so gorgeous. She does her own makeup. She looks amazing. She's so funny. She's so smart. She's in the um, entertainment business, in the in Hollywood acting business. Um, she has lots of insight. And I like what she said. She said, you know, even though this looks bad with Nini suing um, NBC Universal, at the end of the day, th- there's money on the table, and if they both can get money together, they're gonna do that. She just needs to go on Anderson, cry a few tears, apologize, and move along. But the thing about Nini is everybody has, uh, and then the girls on the Ooh Ladies First panel have such great insight, um, great thoughts about Nini and, you know, how Nini doesn't want to take accountability 
and take charge of her own career. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I do like, I, like I said, I like what Nikki said. Um, even though things look bad, <laughs> she's going for like racism with like Kim Zosiak. But then that's also her bringing up Kim, this incident with like the roach or something, her bringing up Kim, I feel like fits in with the narrative of Kim and Nini's friendship from the beginning that we've seen. It's always off and on. It's always hot and cold. It's always fighting and not fighting. So I was like, I love you. It's always buy a wig. It's, it's always these like yin and yang situations with them too. Are they the same sign? That wait, let me see. I wonder if they're the same sign. That probably could explain. Because I feel like you either get along with your sign or you don't. Oh no, no, no. I think Kim is um and Greg, he's passed away. Like it she's probably really going through it. I think Kim is like a squirt. Oh no, no, Kim's a Taurus. I forgot. Kim is only 43 years old. What the hell? What do you mean Kim is 43? <laughs> Kim Zozak is 43 years old? <laughs> and Nini is 54? Somebody's lying. Anyways, I'm out of here. Thank you so much for listening to the Dare Show podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, let me know what you think about the topics I talked about. You can follow me on Spotify, uh, Spotify podcast. I would say that Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, um, Google podcast. I'm all over YouTube. Check me out. Check my YouTube channel out. Thank you so much for everybody still subscribing and watching every video. Um, this one's a Patty LaBelle, ooh, who had a show this this past uh, weekend in Reno and Oakland. She looked great. Her energy seemed off the roof yet again in Oakland. There's not a lot of um, Reno footage, let alone there's not a lot of, like, Oakland footage either. I'm like, where? why is everybody not taping anymore? Um, but she, she did get hoarse and kind of lose her voice in Oakland, which was unfortunate because her energy in Oakland was crazy, right? Um, yeah, but shout out to Patty. She's out here touring. Um, I, if Carrie goes on this tour with this new album, I'm going to have to go see her. I don't know. I'm going to have to get another 300 other jobs because I really, I have to go see Carrie Underwood sing this album because I know, I hope, I know she's not going to come to this bum ass city. But anyways, there's tons of Patti LaBelle uh, footage on there. Um, there's tons of old episodes of their show podcast. So we're doing this for two years now. Wait, one year now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been doing this for one year. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week.